Welcome to Neat, Comma, Straight Up, or On the Rocks, a podcast that asks you, how do you like your life? Hopefully, there we go. <clears throat> Mike wasn't even on. <laughs> I'm uh, sitting up here thinking about some things, figured out what I wanted to talk about today. Um, so today is all about this uh, this feeling I always had, this feeling of jealousy that uh, members of my family could sing, but I can't. I think that's what I'm going to call it. We're going to title this, I Can't Sing, But My Family Can. And we're going to unpack all this hate I got because of it, because it's funny, or at least I think it's funny. Uh, it goes all the way back to the Snuffleupagus days on uh, Goodyear when we used to, uh, and when I say Snuffleupagus, I used to dress up in a onesie, or at least that's what my parents did, had me dress up in a onesie, um, and I carried around, uh, well, obviously I was a big fan of Sesame Street, but I had a teddy bear that was a Snuffleupagus. Um, and I love that snuffleupagus. Like Linus loved that pillow or that blanket. But um, <laughs> one thing about it is funny because I can still see myself walking down the driveway at Goodyear and my older male cousins um, kind of teasing me, of course, you know, because that's how we got down back then. A lot of teasing. Um, and and I would carry the snuffleupagus all over the place. And one day my, my cousin, I can't remember, it's kind of hazy, which one did it. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Grabbed my snuffleupagus and threw it on top of our house, which was two flights or two stories. Uh, however tall it was, it was tall. Um, and it seemed really tall when I was young. So I would really sit there like um, and go crazy because when I seen him throw it up there, it went up in like slow motion. And as you can see, I'm 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 40-something right now. And this had to happen way back, like six, seven years old. So you see, I'm still holding on to that trauma. So that bad boy went all the way up there, nice and slow motion, and just and sat up there. And to this day, I still think Snuffleupagus is up there. That's the funny part about it. Like, I'm just chilling, sitting around thinking about Snuffleupagus, um, just sitting up there, chilling. Uh, no matter how many rainstorms and snowstorms we done had in Buffalo and um Hail, sleet, we've, I think, even had a little tornado every once in a while. I still think if you go to 516 Goodyear and go on top of that damn house, you will see my snuffleupagus up there chilling. And I mean, I cried like a little baby. I mean, I guess I was a kid, but I mean, like, past toddler, just born right out of the cooch, baby. Like, crying, like, oh! sobbing right so you know my cousins did while I was crying and they threw my damn snuffle up gets on top of the damn building because I was crying they jumped me <laughs> that's what life is like having male cousins man I'm telling you and I you know that kind of abuse can only come from love at least that's the way I'm taking it so and it wasn't like a uh you know jump jump you know like well it is a lot of fist and a lot of kicking and a lot of it was all that other um social emotional stuff I needed that I wasn't getting that they was just like talking 
you know, let me have it, you know, get over it. You, it's okay. It's just, a, they walked away laughing and crying, laughing while I was crying. Uh, you know, I got some pushes when I was sitting on the ground, snot coming out of my nose and all other stuff. Eventually I got over it. Well, I guess now that you think about it, I really didn't. Uh, I ain't get over shit. Actually snuffle up gets a still on the motherfucking top floor on the roof hanging out. So that tell you, I ain't get over it, but I'm okay because and I don't watch Sesame Street at all. Like, I think that really messed with me. <laughs> Actually, I know it did. So I, I don't even watch Sesame Street. Like, I don't even want to see Snuffleupagus nothing since that day. It's not, I could only think about my Snuffleupagus just twirling in the air in slow motion until he hit the top of the... Like, when y'all did that, you know who you are, who did it. You you should have been, like, in the NFL now that I think about it. And, or whatever that football league is with a bunch of brutes. Uh, or somewhere doing something, you know, famous sports-wise, because that was a that was a hell of a throw to get that damn stuffed animal Snuffleupagus all the way up to the damn. Wow, when I think about it, I mean, I of course I was really, really short um, when that when that whole thing went down. But either way, I'm still traumatized about it, and I'm gonna unpack it at some point on this platform. I think I did a little bit about it now. But, uh, you know, I, I could tell you it still kind of bothers me. And I hope you could tell it still kind of bothers Whatever. Um, so, so I, I actually, now to think about it, I got to go all the way back to the beginning of this podcast just to say, uh, welcome to Neat, comma, straight up, or on the rocks. I'm, I'm your host, Daydream, uh, also known as David. Until you get used to Daydream, you know, some people in my family call me Day. Um, my sister couldn't pronounce David, so she would call me Day, and it stuck. And then when I got to, uh, let's say, high school, a little bit after high school, I started doing poetry, um, and I realized that I was just uh, a dreamer. Baby, I'm a dreamer. I can't sing, as, as I said earlier. <laughs> I can't sing, but my family can. I like to believe I can sing. You know, Lenny Williams in the shower, my wife screaming, shut up. <laughs> um, uh, running around the house trying to you know do some old terrible Jodeci renditions. Uh, I'm old enough now where I keep it to myself and in the car um, when I'm driving or uh, in the shower. But anyways, uh, I don't pay attention to nothing Snuffleupagus. If they came out with Snuffleupagus like they did the Tickle Me Elmo thing, I'd probably be pretty pissed. Any back to the whole monologue. Um, welcome to Neat Straight Up. Or on the rocks. I forgot the comma. So I guess I'm going to do that again. Neat, comma, straight up or on the rocks. How do you like your life? I guess this whole podcast thing comes from the fact that I could trace that memory and realize how on the rocks that was back then. Like I was really hot back then uh, about that. And I was too small back then to do anything about it. But I'm pretty sure that's the beginning of how all of my memories are when I get these crazy stories or these things that I've been through in my life happening. That that was probably one of the very first. I mean, a couple of them dealt with my mom and my dad. And my mom and dad split up finding out about uh, how I was brought into to this world. Um, and my dad still being married at the time. Um, and my mom was like a side chick. 
going through my family history, picking up a whole bunch of, you know, where we come from in South Carolina, how we got to Buffalo. You know, if you've never done that history type of thing with your family, I think you should to to get a good perspective on um on your life and what the things you're going through right now, how they may reflect, not what, but how those things may reflect in the mirror that you see every day. Um, I, I really had a, a, a terrible taste for my dad for a long time when I found out a lot of stuff that went down uh, because he was my hero. You know, everything I, I was supposed to do, I you know, came from him initially. You know, I didn't know why him and my mom split and, you know, my mom turned into alcoholism, alcoholism and all the other stuff. Um, and, you know, to find out all the stuff that went on and to learn to forgive, you know, is a big part of my life, uh, especially now where I'm uh, at a part of my life where I'm unlearning a lot of things. So um, forgiveness is one of those things that I'm I'm opening the door to and accepting. Um, good thing I was able to forgive him before he passed away. Um, and tell him I love him and mean it, you know, some of that time was like a dry, yeah, you just my dad, blah, blah, blah. You know, I was ignorant. Um, I didn't, I didn't know. Same thing with my mom, you know, but we'll, we'll unpack all that stuff as we go to, and I promise I'm here to have fun, but I'm also going to open the door to some of the stuff that probably some of you knew, some of you didn't know, um, just give you a little bit about me. Uh, tell you what we're going to discuss again on this podcast. Again, it's going to be about music, TV, sports. You know, the Bills just uh, pulled off a really good signing or, or a draft um, today, as of today, which is 426. Um, I'm looking at this kid on the Internet watching what the Bills did. And to be honest, I, you know, I haven't been excited about the Bills in a while because being a Buffalo Bills fan gives you a heart condition. Um, not, well, not only that, I'm also a Knicks fan and I'm also a Syracuse fan. So they call Syracuse the basketball, men's basketball, the cardiac cues for a reason. Um, so I definitely have a heart condition based on those being my teams, even though they all starting to trend up now. Um, I like some of the moves that the Bills have made on offense. Um, and I'm, I'm not a big football fan. I lost my, uh, my love for football a long time ago because of the, uh, I watched a movie, um, I can't think of the name of it, but Will Smith starred in it, um, and it was about the, the CTE scandal, um, and then I did some more reading about what's going on with CTE and um, how it affected NFL players, and you know, there's been a lot going on, the Ray Carruth story, um, and you can go back further, or even closer, like Aaron Hernandez, you know, hung himself, Um and was in jail and did all this stuff, like looking at the history of football to find out that, you know, somebody tried to tell them a long time ago that this stuff was was about concussions and stuff. And, you know, we got people that, again, killed spouses, beat children, did all this stuff. And it could have been because of the brain damage that they was getting from playing football. And um, nobody ever really looked in it, to looked into it. And when the guy did finally look into it, they tried to kill him for trying to tell he tried to tell them first now that's what that's what really pissed me off was the fact that he tried to tell them first he wasn't trying to break the story he wasn't trying to go national with it. he wasn't trying to bankrupt the nfl he told them this is what's happening you need to look into it and you know try to figure out a way to help with helmets and all this other stuff and like literally football has been going on for however many years and you know i i can say honestly I'm, and it's a guess. Over the last 10 years, they've really just started sending out information about 
how to properly tackle people because they did the studies after they try to kill this guy, though. Um, and this is even in Little League football, you know what I'm saying, leading up to. So I really lost my, my fanism for football as a whole. But, I, you know, I was raised on the Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys. My dad loved Dallas, and that was actually like a, I would call it a, uh, a brainwash because it's kind of what's going on now, except back then there was this TV show called Knott's Landing um, in Dallas. And after those things, um, you know, Monday Night Football, and it was always the Dallas Cowboys. Thanksgiving was always the Dallas Cowboys. So my dad was kind of brainwashed to like Dallas. Um, I never really took hold to it. I kind of thought Dallas was a cool team. They had some cool players. I really did did love me some Emmett Smith, but um, you know, Men in Tights, <laughs> the movie Men in Tights kind of made me laugh when I started thinking about football, but um, you know, my dad used to watch it and I was just sit up with him and watch it um, and stuff like that. And it's crazy the dynamics, you know, when you unpack your life as I'm growing older and I'm learning to to unlearn some of this stuff and open the door for new information that comes from way back in my history. I think about my mom reading all these novels um, to me, um, stuff that I, I purposely blacked out until after she passed away. Um, and I started to think about how she loved me um, and the way she loved me and what she taught me. Um, and she would read all these romance novels, but my dad would like watch um, like Monday Night Football and then Dallas and then like the TV show Dallas. Uh, and they tried to do a remake of that crap um, a while ago and I was completely turned off. I don't know why, maybe because it just sucked or because I associated it with, you know, my dad in that relationship. But anyways, I am uh, just trying to trying to get this rhythm down of being a, a good podcaster because uh, a lot of it is going to be me exposing some of the stuff that I've been through and how I'm getting better with it and bringing guests on. Uh, and I mean, you know, I'm looking for a lot of guests. Like, because I can do this through my apps um, on my phone, I can be completely mobile. I can go wherever I want, have whatever conversation I want. I mean, I got a trip to Cuba coming up. I'm going to establish my YouTube, get that done. Um, my Instagram is already set. My And I'm not really big on social media, so this is weird for me. I got to get used to doing social media things when I completely uh, was just Facebook alone. Now I got a Twitter. Now I got to enhance my YouTube. Now I got to enhance my um, Instagram. Um, now I got like three pages of Facebook, like my initial page of Facebook, which is my name given. And then I got my DJ name given. And then I got my um, neat straight up or on the rocks given uh, Facebook. So uh, I, I'm I'm getting back into this stuff. But um, honestly, I really would like to leave it alone. So the idea is to have a place uh, to leave myself for history, like, like I'm some self-important person. Right. But. Uh, my wife and I chose not to have kids, um, and I've worked in an industry where I meet people, children and families um, all over the place. So I, I've kind of become an introvert to the point where I don't go out anymore because I don't, you know, I see a lot of people that I know, which may seem like a bad thing. But when it's my job, you know, I got to be on stage pulling some old step and fetch it because the kids are used to different levels of who I am um, in their life. And when you leave their life whenever you re-engage they see you as who you were 
when you left them. So back in the day when I was doing early childhood care, um, I was rolling around on the floor. Funny, right? 5'11". I had to be like 215 at the time. Uh, 5'11", 215, dressed up like a damn bumblebee, rolling around on the ground making toddlers laugh. So, uh, which is funny because I absolutely hate a clown. And I think that's because I love Batman, but, you know, for kids, I guess I'll do anything because, you know, they don't know much. But anyways, as I digress, me using fancy words, right? Digress. <laughs> anyways, um, you know, I, I still want to deal with a lot of people in this podcast. So I'm recording a couple of my episodes to kind of just get it out there um, to try and get to certain platforms. I'm going to be advertising. I'm going to walk into businesses. Um, I'm going to be on other people's podcast. Um, I'm going to record my podcast while I'm on their podcast. Um, and then we can be podcast. So uh, we're trying to do some different stuff. Um, I got to get a crew at some point. Somebody's going to follow me around and, and take care of the YouTube for me. Um, I, when I'm in here, I'm in the studio. I'm in the, uh, the man cave studio, I could actually put on different uh, tablets that I have and aim one for each of the um, social media sites and can record while I'm doing the podcast, uh, sitting here with someone live while I'm recording a podcast and can be released simultaneously. Um, but a big thing for me with, with this is reintroducing myself to the community. I've been away for a while just trying to um, be a better professional me or what I thought was a better professional me. Um, it takes a lot when you're, you're helping families. Um, and it takes a lot when I'm a mentor to a lot of people to have the strength to be a mentor. Um, and yes, deal with, you know, racism in this city of ours, um, very segregated city of ours. And even to travel and see some of the racism that I've seen around the world, you know, um, few years back, my wife, my wife and I went to uh, the Dominican Republic, um, which has very, very malnourished cows, by the way. So never eat any beef from the Dominican Republic because they are not taking care of their cows. Their cows are like sticks with meat hanging off of them anyways. So we, uh, you know, get there and we're, we're on this bus on our way. And um, as soon as you're there, they, they met us with these machine guns, like, they're tapping on the windows with the machine guns, you know, and we're sitting on this bus trying to make it from the airport to the resort, like a 45 minute ride. And we get to like where we would consider in the States, we're just paying tolls. We get to the toll booth. They actually have people at the toll booth, like with their machine guns, their army, not like reserves, which, you know, is not downplaying reserves. And we talk about full army swag and was just like, yo, tap, 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 turn and look at me. So we had to turn and look. And when I finally figured out what it was, we were on the resort. Um, and of course, you know, my first day I was unpacking everything, putting all my, my clothes and stuff in drawers. And my, my wife was like, yo, we, we here, we got to go, let's go. And I'm putting stuff in drawers and turn the TV on and find out, you know, the, the, the president um, or whatever they call it, because I'm pretty sure I'm wrong about that. But they were like deporting Haitians um, and they were packing Haitians up on a bus and deporting them. And at first I was like, what? We're the Dominican Republic. They got to do a bus because, you know, I'm an American. I think once I get off of America, I got to fly everywhere over some body of water. Um, and, you know, my ignorance was real on, on full there because I was in vacation mode. 
But to sit there and see that, you know, on the news, right, was shocking, you know, and I swore I'd never go back to the Dominican Republic again because of that. Um, there was a few other things like on the resort, we're just hanging out and um, having a good time. You know, we got the all-inclusive package because why want to pay for anything else, to be honest? I, I understand rich people when they go somewhere, but the truth is I'm starting to try and think like wealthy people. I don't want to pay for nothing. You know, rich people want to pay for everything to kind of show off, you know, big chains, houses, cars, blah, 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 blah. I, I want to, like, like, be wealthy to the point where I don't have a name brand thing that I wear, period. I don't advertise for free. Um, if I, at some point, am getting clothing, it's going to be because it has my name on it. Um, and, you know, that's going to come with my merchandise for this um, this podcast. Again, I'm going to be investing in small business. But back to my point about being on the resort in the Dominican Republic. Um, you know, we're having a good time, you know, drinking and, and dancing around. And my wife and I, we really do our thing when we on vacation and it's us, you know, we get a chance to just be us, um, you know, why we fell in love in the first place, but we're learning games. We're, you know, talking to people that serving food, you know, talking to people, changing our linen and our garbage and all the other stuff. Cause that's who we are. You know, we're just regular people. So we're finding out from the people that's there, they got to stay on the resort. Like they can't leave the resort. So talk about being trapped in your job, right? I come back here and I hear people all the time, like, I'm at a job, I hate them at a job. I, like these people had to stay there. Not everybody, but some of them had to stay there because they were deporting Haitians. So if they came off the resort, right, they had to leave the resort. Let's say to, they lived somewhere in Dominica or wherever it was um, and they were captured. Check that shit out. Captured, not just, you know, I'm going to turn you, I'm just turning myself in, not just you did a crime and this, it was, if they were captured, right, off the resort doing something that they could have been shopping, eating, just hanging out, talking to their friends. If they were captured, they were immediately thrown on a bus and sent back to Haiti. Wow. I was like, yo, I, I don't even like this feeling. And I was like intoxicated because when you get somewhere and you got all inclusive, you're like, I don't have to leave. This beach is beautiful. I ain't, I don't have to drive a car. I could be just as drunk as I want to be um, and not worry about drinking and driving to drop somebody off at home or somebody calling me because our phones didn't even work. And I'm that shocked. It brought me out of it. Like, what? You're, you're trapped? Like, you can't. And I mean, they put on a show. Like, and I guess that's how I would be, right? But I couldn't even tell who was like, and that's the funny thing about um this thing we call life. Um, there's my Prince reference. It's funny about that because how, how do you tell that somebody is Haitian? I know they, you know, over there, they were talking about having cards, um, birth dates, you know, the things we take for granted, um, uh, social security numbers, you know, they didn't have some of this stuff. So if you can produce this stuff when they asked you for it to prove that you were born there, they snatched your ass up. Now, now, this is like slavery to me, like forget your family, forget, you know, whoever you have, whatever. We just going to snatch you up, throw you on this bus, drive your ass over the imaginary line that exists and by force, take your ass off this bus, drop your ass off 
and dare you to come back across. And if you come across, we might just kill you. I couldn't imagine living like that. Like when I read about my history, you know, like black Americans in America, and I ain't talking about everybody else. I'm just talking about black Americans, black Americans in America. When I read my history and I look at how slavery, how bad slavery was, like bad is not a, a, a word that would justify or make make any sense to me about how terrible, how horrendous, how sickening slavery is. Like when you like people look at dogs and animals and go, you know, that's my family pet. And then there's other people like, fuck that. That's just a dog. That's exactly what was going on back then. And like we still aren't really too far removed from that. Right. When you watch the news with all the shootings and, you know, the the fake arrest and throwing people in jail um, and the judge that just got sentenced for selling young black kids to the penal system, uh, which is funny because once you get in it, you're fucked. There's always some type of dick in the way. But, um, you know, this judge that that was selling young kids to the penal system, all that's still a form of, you know, people not believing that you're a human and like much less Honestly, there's people out there that believe a dog is more important than you. So when I think about all that and then put myself in the situation I was in, like if I'd have my passport, which, you know, I would have stole somebody's passport if I was forced to live on a, you know, live there. And, and that was my way of life. I understand crime differently. Right. So I'm freaking out. Like, how how does this still exist in today's modern world? Right. But then I also get back here and realize with all the problems we have here, it's still not as bad as that. But it still is like, I, you know, I'm looking at my house now and looking at all the freaking sneakers I have and shoes and things like that. I have I walk out my door and, you know, I got to worry about this Patriot Act if I get on a bus. And at some point, somebody deems that I'm a I'm a freaking terrorist and my life is hell or I do some dumb shit like send a stupid message over social media um, and become a terrorist say some some stupid stuff about a school or something and all of a sudden I'm a terrorist and watch my life go to hell but these people like actually can't leave the place or couldn't at the time I haven't thought about it since we left because I don't plan on going back no matter how beautiful that place was I'm just not going back and that's what I'm thinking about like like I, I don't there's no comparison I can't say that there's no comparison but what I can say is like Wow. You know, I, I didn't I didn't go through slavery. I didn't go through the 60s. I was born in 75. So, you know, I made it through the 80s, through the 90s. You know, I became a feminist uh, late 90s, early 2000s, trying to figure out, you know, why women don't get, you know, what they're supposed to get. And then again, I go back and trace a, a whole bunch of my history. Now, through all this, I still can't fucking sing. You would think I would be able to sing. When I was a kid, I thought I could sing. That's the funny part, right? And here's why. So everybody's familiar with the Jackson 5 and how popular the Jackson 5 were. So my cousins could really sing, right? So um, there's this part in uh, Eddie Murphy Raw where he learned that he became a comedian because they kept putting him in front of uh, the family, you know, at family nights and saying, hey, Eddie, Come here and tell me a joke. And he would come in and he would tell some joke that he heard uh, from Dolomite or from Lenny Bruce or whatever. And he just kept going with that route because his family encouraged him to become a comedian. So it's kind of cool, right? But um, 
that's how my family was um, in the early 80s. Like, we all lived on one street, basically. Um, we was a big wheel gang back then. Uh, we was a street football gang. You know, the girls had to cheerlead. And so we still dealing with the misogynistic shit back then. Uh, so anyways, we, we, we hanging out, we chilling, and, and the family's, you know, like, hey, why don't you guys get together and sing? So, of course, my older cousins, and honestly, I don't even know if they could sing. Like, I, I, I think the fact that they was told at that time that they could sing would help them continue to try and sing and work on their vocal cords. And they got stronger and better and they sang more songs than I did. See, I'm making up an excuse as to why I can't sing because I didn't practice it. But they was good, right? So we were the Jackson 5 and all I had to do was sit there and pretend I was holding a broom. My ass was Tito, y'all. I was Tito. I had to sit there and pretend like I was holding a damn broom and we was the Jackson 5. And they was out there singing their butt off and I was pulling Milli Vanilli. Cause I couldn't sing, but you know, we had, I was in that line of cousins that made five. Um, and they just needed me. Like, you know, you're playing in the gym and everybody want to play their favorite sport and you get picked last. That's how it was for me for like two, maybe three years. I was just straight up Tito playing a fake, uh, bass guitar with a broom. It was a broom, heavy ass broom too. Um, and this is all after the motherfuckers then took my damn snuffleupagus and tossed that bitch up on top of the house, by the way. You, you know what? I never gave you a disclaimer. Let me do that. So here's a disclaimer. I, I'm liable to curse every once in a while. Um, definitely pulling back on the N-word, so you might not hear that a lot. Um, trying not to put that in here. Um, but my guests, I'm going to let them go. You know, do what they got to do other than anything vulgar, right? Like, uh, I was reading an article about this uh, guy suing his parents because they took and destroyed his entire uh, pornography magazines and stuff like that. We'll talk about stuff like that, but we won't get like little Kim Vogler. I mean, you might see the album cover with the legs spread open and all that other stuff, but you won't see the actual act of sex. You know, we're going to talk about game of Thrones and what Aria just did like was just all girl power, but some people freaking out because they remember when she was a kid and all this other stuff. And not me. I'm like, yo, Go for it, girl. Get your thing. You know what you want. Go get it. Um, which was the last episode of um, Game of Thrones. And tonight I get to go see the Avengers um, Endgame. So it's going to be a lot of death this weekend. Uh, we get an hour, hour and a half of Game of Thrones on Sunday. And I'm about to do three hours tonight with the Avengers uh, Endgame. So going back to why I can't sing, because I didn't practice. I wasn't trying to be... Um, Actually, I was trying to be more new addition than uh, the Jackson 5. And uh, obviously, that was later in life because I thought new edition was going to get me some ass. So I was trying my best to try and sing some new edition. Um, and I fell in love with R&B. Like, the writers, whether it was 12, 13 writers on one song, man, they could write in the 90s. Um, and then it kind of got a little more provocative in the late 90s, like 95, you know, the R. Kelly shit. Um, but before that, man, you know, the 80s was all about writing. The 90s was about writing. And I don't know what the hell they're doing nowadays. But anyways, so I was Tito on the Jackson 5 um, and for like two years of my life as a kid. And, you know, everybody would praise all of ah, they would praise all of the uh, the lead singers. Right. Because two of my cousins would practice being Michael. And we would they would fight and I would laugh. 
secretly I was jealous, but they would fight over who was going to be a Michael. So um, eventually later on down the line, which is really funny, um, I had a party at my house and all my cousins, all my male cousins was here. And there's two younger male cousins. Rest in peace, Billy, man. I love you. Um, so, so miss you so much. Just talking shit about LeBron, talking shit about Cleveland. I know you would have been a Lakers fan because you're a LeBron fan right now, but I miss you to death, bro. Um, but anyway, so um, years down the road, I'm going to probably say about three, four years ago, we had a reunion, right? So right around the time that um, New Edition was doing their reunion, we had a reunion at my Memorial Day celebration. I didn't participate because now I find myself too embarrassed to hold the damn broom and pretend like, you know, I can't sing. So I had uh, my cousins, I called them all up and I told them they had to do a BBD song and they blew the shit up and tore out the house. So my younger cousins came up and participated with the older cousins. Meanwhile, I was playing the music. So I figured a way out. But anyway, it, it was so crazy. Uh, people loved it, had a great time and it brought flashbacks. And I just really enjoyed doing that. And that's something I'm going to remember forever. And I don't think I ever told them that um, that was that 360 for me. That was a. Uh, uh, you know, the circle coming full, uh, and me living out some shit that, um, and I, I think after a while, now that I start to unpack it some more, I realized that I, um, one of the, one of the many things I did was own two companies in this lifetime. Um, and one was called soul and music management, uh, where we did concerts. I had artists, performing artists. Um, you know, we met Snoop Dogg. We met, uh, leaders of the new school at the time. We met, um, Nas, we did concerts at Buff State and at UB, um, and they really like took hold. So uh, I had a great time. I was handing out CDs, shaking hands, uh, Fat Joe, uh, smoking weed with Fat Joe's crazy, going to buy uh, McDonald's for Fat Joe, and then buying weed for Fat Joe and bringing it to their hotel and all other stuff was crazy. Stuff you do as a manager. Uh, and I also managed uh, modeling uh, talent. So uh, my partner, Mikey, at the time. Um, when we got more famous into doing it, we brought in modeling also. So it started out as an arts uh, company, and then it morphed into arts and entertainment, and then it morphed into arts, entertainment, and management. Um, so it was pretty cool to see that thing grow and to have talent and spend time in studios and blah, blah. So I think that my my time as Tito with the broom on uh, on my in my, my Jackson 5 days way back um, – kind of put me in that perspective that I would be on the outside looking in at all the talent. And I say that to say that that was my talent was to be the one to manage and manifest all the talent to be the orator. So, so if you say it wasn't the, I was never the singer. Um, I was always the, the wizard of Oz, which has always been one of my favorite movies. And then I saw the Wiz, and wham completely erased the wizard of Oz for me. The Wiz is the best um, so I just realized that I was different. Um, and again, I, I have different points in my life. And if you really know me, you know that I, I'll tell you that I've lived a few different lives because um, I'm not doing that stuff anymore. I'm not in that portion of the entertainment industry. Um, Tribe Called Quest was for real when they said record company people are shady. See, I still can't sing. But um. Which is funny because, you know, at some point in time, I was managing my own cousin, taking him around to festivals um, and launched him off. And he had his own business, um, his own band. 
at some point when I decided to quit um, after I got out of this crazy ass deal. Uh, and I think it was because I was one of those managers that was nice. Um, you really got to be a, a terrible manager, uh, pull all kinds of tricks and stuff. I was one of those, let me shake your hand. We working together kind of managers. And uh, when you really believe in someone and then you get hit in the gut, you know, I took a couple real hard hits and I just, just decided, you know, I'm spending a lot of time on something that's not going to manifest. But that, you know, was the middle part of the chapter of my Jackson 5 shit because, um, you know, I got tired of holding that damn broom, looking around and um, pulling the Millie Vanilli while everybody else was doing more work, um, more impactful work. So people lie to you when they say they don't care. Um, how people see them or what people think of them because I'm telling you I thought about that um, back then and it helped me get to a place now where I think more about myself um, and why I need that validation from people it's pure we need that validation from other people we could say we don't but we all live on this planet you know I love myself as much as I should love myself I love myself not to kill myself um and, you know, looking at everything that I had been through in my life, I can actually articulate how fun it was. You know, I look at it like I would imagine God looking at it. So my my life, I'm, I've become more of a spiritual being than a, um, what do you call it, than a religious person. Um, I'll, really, I'll read religious scripture. I'll have conversations with people. Um, but I kind of intertwine a lot of the things that make me I'm not going to say that I believe because I believe in God um, but it makes me a, a, a more caring more loving person um, it makes me a better person to think about stuff like that so this is one of those moments where I'd probably take a break and do some commercials to pay bills but I ain't got no sponsors not yet uh, I'm hoping at some point I'm going to have some sponsors, you know, the way I'm going to reinvest myself into the community with people in this podcast, doing walks, charity walks and all this other stuff, introducing myself to more people or reintroducing myself to more people. This is going to help where they're going to, you know, want to feed back into this so this thing can grow. So um, and again, I'm I'm looking at, you know, not only the, the companies that are out there, you know, the ones that's going to come with the here, I need you to read the script stuff, but I'm also looking at, you know, people that clean their own business, people that sell homes, you know, people selling hamburgers and sausages on the corner. I want to hear about the hustle. Um, I want to hear about people on, you know, fruit and vegetable stands, you know, DJs, vendors. I want people selling socks, Girl Scout cookies. I want to talk to, to everybody, you know, to figure out what drives them, what make that hustle work for them. So, um, and, and real quick, you can, you can catch me at, um, N S neat straight up or on the rocks N S U T I'm saying it wrong. I can't believe I'm saying it wrong. N S U O T rocks at gmail.com. Um, and that's, you know, you want me to read a story. I don't care if the story is real. I don't care if the story's fake. I want to read it, talk about it. Uh, tell you if it's neat straight up on the rocks, I'll tell you why I think it's neat straight up on the rock. Same thing with the the, the uh, guest. Uh, I'm also looking for a co-host, so I'll spend some time until I feel really comfortable with somebody to be a co-host. Um, and again, we can do this thing around the world if we want. So if you're listening far, you're listening near, 
let me know. You know, let me know what you think. Tell me how you want to do this thing, um, what you want to say. You know, you want to talk about your kids. You know, we could talk about them. Um, if you're a kid that I know that has grown up um, and you try to buy me my first drink when, or your first drink or you try to buy me a drink when you turned 21 a few years ago or 10 years ago because I worked with you and helped you decide to either go to Job Corps or uh, join the Army or go to college and uh, not continue with the gang life, I'm down for that. Give me a call or reach out to me again in SU. O T rocks at gmail.com. You can find me on, I was about to say MySpace. That's, <laughs> that tells you where I'm from. Uh, you catch me on YouTube. It's not up yet, but it's the same on YouTube. Neat, comma, straight up or on the rocks. You can catch me on Twitter. Neat, comma, straight up or on the rocks. Um, and you can catch me on Facebook, of course. And you can catch me on Instagram. Um, I'm trying to really, really make sure that, again, I get my voice out there. We have some good conversations. We we have some fun. Uh, we take some adventure. I, I really have always liked the radio medium, uh, even though I'm a, a TV nut, um, television nut, movie nut. Cinematography drives me crazy. I love it. But the part about cinematography is that I get to notice all the little intricacies that are put into a great TV show or a great movie. Um, and talk about something like that. Um, again, tonight I'm going to see the Avengers Endgame. So I'll be on to talk about that. Probably plus the other 22 movies. And probably an ongoing conversation in history about not just them 22 movies. But uh, Game of Thrones. Um, Westworld. I really like Westworld. Um, uh, I think it's called Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Um any, any, just about anything that sparks interest I'm into, uh, that makes you think, um, I really did enjoy watching the movie us. The movie us was awesome, by the way. Um, a lot of people were misunderstood. Uh, I'm an M night Shyamalan fan. So I'm the kind of person that like to, to again, think about what the movie means. So, um, but the movie Us was definitely a good movie that had a lot of, uh, information in it. And the reason Game of Thrones has me is because there was like, I can't even count how many sub stories there were, but in the last two episodes of this last season, the first two episodes of this last season, they kind of just tied the knot on all of them. And I think, you know, listening to that and watching it over and over again, Theon is going to be the first to die um, because he's going with Bran and Bran is the bait. So I think they're going to get to Bran first, but we'll see. I could be completely wrong. But I think Theon is going to be the one to die first. Um, and I don't think he's just going to die. I think he's going to turn into a walker. So I, I really think that Brienne of Tar is going to turn into a walker, like a white walker. Um, Jamie probably will be like maybe third last, fourth last. Um, I think maybe him and his sister are going to die at the same time. I don't know. I, like I said, I, I'm, I like guessing about stuff like this. Like, um, I don't even watch the previews anymore, like movie previews and stuff like that. My wife tries to show them to me. Oh, a new preview is out for this movie for that. And I'm like, I don't want to see that again. I grew up in the eighties. You know, I, I remember sitting in front of the TV watching Michael Jackson's thriller. Like, Oh my God, this is awesome. I've never seen anything like this before. 
I still like that feeling. I still like not knowing really walking into an unexpected situation. It's like waking up every day. If you knew what was going to happen tomorrow, you really won't wake up. You're like, yeah, I choose not to wake up. I mean, you know, we were in a car accident uh, on the 6th of this month. And as much problems as that car accident is fucking costing me, like I'm in so much goddamn pain. It don't make sense. But as much as I would have not, I'd prefer not to have known I was going to get in a fucking car accident, to be honest. So I'm happy the way it went. I'm just not happy about the way it went. If you catch my drift, like he hit us out of middle of nowhere, like not even expecting it. And we was in like, we was in the middle of a good ass argument too. And then wham. So I I don't want to like, I don't know. I don't want to know, you know, I'm one of those people that if tomorrow is my last day, you know, I don't want to know. I want to live today like it's my last day. Um, I want to live this moment like it's my last moment. I want to get to that point. Um, I watched this damn Beyonce going back to singing, homecoming, and just watching these people dance. Yo, I used to dance in college. Like, we used to really think we could dance. I really was hurting watching these people dance. Like, I don't know how they do it. Like, all I could think about were my nieces who love to dance. Um, and thinking about how much pain I will be in right now. That's the, the part that pissed me off about getting older. But, you know, the only way to not get older is to die. So I'll take getting older. But, man, I, I really, like, I I was a Beyonce fan. Um, I've been noted often by telling people, if I've ever, ever met Beyonce, they are going to arrest me. Literally arrest me. Because I'm going to hold on forever. She stick her hand out for me to shake it i'm holding on to it i don't care if beyonce is 85 years old i'd probably be dead because i'll be in my 90s i have to look that up to see how old i am and how old well i know how old i am but see how old she is and compare it to if she was like 85 and see but either way if i saw her at 85 i would still be a beyonce fan like she ain't got to sing another song ever just listening to how she's overcome the stuff she's overcome uh, you know, Destiny's Child was good, but until she walked away, it became Beyonce. And I think she took names to a whole new level. Like, you know, to me, up until then, names were kind of like taboo. Like, people was like, who is this person with this crazy-ass name? And it was mostly black kids, right? Um, like, Clee Anthony, people combining the mother and the father's first, you know, first names and stuff. And all of a sudden, we got these names, these crazy names. But then Beyonce became a, a household name. Like, that's her real name. And then people kind of calmed down on these weird-ass names. Like, that's not really too weird. But um, before I continue, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end right there. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to thank you. Um, I'm going to praise you because I appreciate you for listening, for those that are listening. Um, and I want to make sure that the rambling kind of continues. So let me know what you think. Um, Email me again at N-S-U-O-T-Rocks. That's R-O-C-K-S at gmail.com. Your opinions. Um, tell me shut the fuck up. Tell me keep talking. Um, one of my topics, just so you know, is called titty twerking. I think that's going to be a fun topic because I often wonder if women can titty twerk. You know, The Rock does his little twitty titty twerk thing. Um, and I forgot the other guy's name. Uh, Debo does his little titty twerk thing, but I, you know, what women with all that meat 
can they twerk their titties? Like, is that something that's possible? Or is this just a guy thing? Some stupid shit like that interests me to ask questions and get into a dialogue about it. Um, at some point, we're probably going to watch TV shows. I love Kirby Enthusiasm. Um, sit here, watch Kirby Enthusiasm and talk about it. Um, I'm really down to do stuff like that, too. Um, and then have more topics. So today was all about me, um, how I can't sing. Um, and why I think I can't sing. I think it was all that trauma that made me not want to practice, but how it eventually turned into me owning um, a few of my companies that are now kind of under wraps. Um, and because I dedicated myself to a career of something else, I'm having my heart broken in the music industry um, and how my family can sing because they're still singing. You know, my cousin in California has his three sons, um, playing instruments, musical instruments and performing in choirs. And I, right, that's right on up to the top of it. You know what I'm saying? My, my, one of my other cousins just like flat out retired from the fame of it. You know, it just was too much, you know, he was probably the better singer of all of us. And he was just like, I've you know, pretty much done it. I don't want to do it at the next level anymore. I, I want to, and I mean, we were shopping him to like the Google dolls at the time and, uh, Andy DeFranco, you know, here in Buffalo, um, with their studios um, and you know he performed in front of a lot of people and just the pressure you know he wanted to be a father um, yeah and I love him for that decision um, and you look at talent everybody's got talent in some some form or case but this guy you know he was singing and you like stop um, so and he just let it all go because it wasn't what he wanted to do um, and you know I think that's a good story to kind of talk to him about it and have him as you know on on the podcast and talk to him about what what ended that dream for him uh, it might not have been a dream it might have just been something that he wanted to continue to do or just doing or you know he was unpacking it because you know his father you know was a singer and his older brother was a singer and that's just his younger brothers are singers it just somehow skipped us and we live upstairs from the motherfuckers too like how come the singing thing did, you know, my sister tried to sing, but I love my sister to death. The best thing she got going for her is her Mary J. Blige dance. Cause if you ever see Mary J. Blige dance, my sister danced just like that. But anyways, it's been a long afternoon for you, for me. Um, and as you can see, I'm concentrating on where I'm going to talk at. That means I'm going to stop talking in other places in my life. Um, and spend more time on here. Um, I'm not really sure if I want to do a weekly podcast or a monthly podcast. It's going to depend on the content. Um, and then the app that I have, I can actually make sure that I can release it when I want to. So I can record five or six. I could pull a, a Jay-Z or actually let's do this. I could pull a Prince, right? And that Jay-Z 444 was awesome though. I really, really picked that up and watched a lot of videos and, as a man, you know, going to a therapist, I can understand somebody talking about going to therapy and how it helped change their life and how they unpack a lot of stuff because of it. So a lot of that's going to come out. But um, I can't sing, but my family can. Um, thank you guys for paying attention. I hope you have a good evening. And I already dropped the information on where you can find me. Enjoy and be good to each other, please. Be good to each other.